0: Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment of Health Professional Radio. In this segment, we're going to be speaking with Nima Farzan. He's joining us here from Kinate Biopharma to discuss the company's investigational targeted cancer therapies, which are designed to target validated oncogenic drivers for patients who are not served or severely underserved today, such as patients with solid tumors. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Nima, thank you for joining us today.
1: Neil, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Well, give our listeners a brief look into your professional background. Tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, what brought you to Kynate.
1: Of course. Uh, So I am the CEO of Kynate. I have been here for about two and a half years. Uh, Prior to that, uh, I was uh, the CEO of a vaccine company called PaxFax. I ran that for a number of years. Uh, Pax Fax, also based here, uh, in San Francisco Bay Area where I am. Uh, we developed, uh, a number of vaccines. We've developed a vaccine for cholera and also had a vaccine for typhoid that we brought, um, all the way through the FDA process and into the market. Um, and I came to Kinate after, after selling PaxFax. Uh, and prior to that, I spent the bulk of my career at Novartis, uh, in a number of different roles, first in Switzerland, but then in the U.S. Uh, mostly on the commercial side in, at Novartis, but also sometime in development, working in cardiovascular, metabolic, neuroscience, and infectious diseases.
0: Well, what is Kinate's vision?
1: Yeah, Kinate's vision is about giving hope to those who are battling cancer. So those are the patients, those are the, the physicians that are treating those patients and the caregivers for those patients. And we want to give hope to those patients by delivering on the promise of targeted therapies. This concept of precision oncology, which um, you know, there's a lot of promise and there's a lot of hope and hype associated with it. But ultimately, today still, there are only about 10 to 15 percent of cancer patients who have a target that can be uh, treated with a targeted therapy. And of that 10 to 15 percent, only about half will actually respond to the therapy and even of that half that responds, only about half of those will have a durable response, a response that lasts many months or years. And so ultimately, despite a lot of excitement about precision oncology, which of course we're, we share, uh, there's still a very small number of patients who can be directly in, uh, impacted. Uh, and so our goal is to expand on that promise, increase those response rates, increase those that duration of response for, for targeted therapies, and increase the number of patients who could be eligible for targeted therapy.
0: Which cancers are being targeted by kinate and why?
1: Kinate is targeting cancers that are defined genomically. Um, What that means is that this is not, a you know, we're not defining it by the tissue that the cancer shows up in. This is not just lung cancer or skin cancer or um, bladder cancer. It is cancer that is being driven by a specific Genomic alteration and that alteration, there are different alterations we're targeting. We'll spend a little time talking about that, but those alterations can be found across different tumor types. Now, predominantly these are adult solid tumors. So I do want to say that, you know, these aren't hematological disorders and, and, and our focus has been on adult solid tumors, but some of these mutations that, that are driving the cancer can be found in, uh, lung, breast, pancreatic, prostate, uh, skin, uh, liver, bladder, a, a wide variety of different cancer types, but it's really, for us, it's about flipping it on its head and thinking about which patients have the oncogenic driver that's actually ca- the underlying cause of the tumor, not where the tumor is manifesting in terms of what tissues.
0: What about your unique discovery engine in clinical programs?
1: Yeah, so kind of, you know... Uh, is is still a a young company and and, and a little over four, four and a half years old. And we've been able to bring two programs into the clinic for clinical trials uh, on the basis of our discovery engine, that these are programs that we've developed entirely in-house. Our discovery engine is really focused around structure-based design and medicinal chemistry. And what we do is we look for validated oncogenic drivers where there's evidence that this genomic mutation is actually causing the cancer to grow. We identify unmet needs in that, whether it's a set of patients that have a certain type of mutation that don't respond to the drugs today uh, or the drugs that work are limited in their their duration of response because certain resistance mechanisms emerge, et cetera. We then design compounds that we think can overcome those limitations. Um, We have a broad network of external partners that we work with. So even a small company like Kinate, we have access to 70 medicinal chemists that can help make real the designs of our designers, our medicinal chemists. And go out there, those 70 can go and build these compounds, test them for us in a number of in vitro and in vivo models, and we can very quickly iterate uh, ideas and bring them into the clinic. And, and so, as I mentioned, in, in just four years, a little over four years, Kinate has brought two programs into the clinic: uh, 2787, which is a PAN inhibitor, which is looking to uh, be effective on patients that have BRAF mutations, in particular class two and class three BRAF mutations, for which there are no approved therapies, no approved targeted therapies. And these class two three mutations can be found in a variety of adult solid tumors. Again, melanoma, lung, colon, most commonly. Uh, and this compound is a pan RAF inhibitor. Can actually, we believe, be effective across these different what are called class 2, 3B mutations that, that can affect anywhere between 1 and 10% of, of different um, tumor types, different adult-solid tumor types. So that is our lead program that is in the clinic. We've also been able to bring into the clinic a second program, 3248, which is an FGFR inhibitor, which is designed to overcome the resistant variants that emerge from today's approved FGFR inhibitors, which are predominantly used in intrahepatic cholangiocarcinoma and urothelial carcinoma or bladder cancer. Uh, And these drugs that are approved today develop resistance over over a period of time and often a short period of time, and our compound can overcome those resistant variants. So those are just two of the programs that are now in the clinic uh, that have come from this discovery engine. We're continuing to invest in that discovery engine and working on a variety of other compounds We expect to bring another program into the clinic for phase one testing next year. Um, Again, these will be small molecules, targeted therapies, where we have some evidence that that target is actually driving a tumor uh, and we've developed a compound that we think is is unique and differentiated and and potentially best in class uh, to go after that
0: that target. You mentioned the number of researchers, partnerships, and collaborations that uh, you're involved in. Are those the main three reasons why you're able to maintain such a diverse pipeline as you continue to grow?
1: Yeah, it's a really interesting model. And it's not one that, you know, my last, my previous company, PacFact, did not have this model. We had the traditional model where you do everything in-house and you build over time. And, you know, the, one of the things that's really exciting about this model that we put in place is, is one of our, of our key designers, designers what we call them, the medicinal chemists. And discovery biologists, but, but they really are designers. They're, they're, they're artists, if you will. And one of them came to us last year with an idea for a, a compound, a differentiated target uh, or the target with a differentiated comp profile that could uh, be really meaningful for a certain patient population. And we had an offsite. And we were talking about this uh, last year. And in that offsite, we decided we want to do it. And within two weeks, we had 15 additional medicinal chemists through our partnership with these contract research organizations working on that program. 15 additional chemists to help accelerate that program. That's not something in another company that you'd be able to do. I mean, first of all, if you had to go hire 15 medicinal chemists, it would take you over a year. If you had to reallocate them from other programs, you've got to slow down other programs. Uh, but this sort of flexible model allowed us to very quickly ramp up the number of of people working on the on that program, and and we think that that compound will will uh, you know progress and ultimately go into the clinic. And it is this kind of flexible yet with a fair bit of resource behind it model that allows us to develop multiple different programs that we can bring into the clinic, and we can continue to. Uh, the design and develop, and, and hopefully ultimately uh, get approval for drugs that uh, will make an impact in, in patients' lives
0: uh, in the targeted
1: oncology space.
0: What's next for kinate if you would uh, tell us, and then give us a website where our listeners can learn much more about the developments at kinate.
1: What's next for Kynate is, is to develop the, the two programs that are already in the clinic, bring them through phase one and, and hopefully to phase two and ultimately uh, phase three in licensure. Um, and bring additional programs to the clinic. Uh, You can learn more at www.kinate.com, K-I-N-N-A-T-E.com. Our studies are actively enrolling, uh, and you can find out more information about uh, those studies and how to participate in them uh, at that website. And, of course, you can follow us on LinkedIn as well.
0: Nima, I appreciate your time this evening. Thank you so much for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Neil, thanks for having me. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. In conversation with Nima Farzan, audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at Anchor Spotify, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com healthprofessionalradio.